Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. Access to the Father through Jesus Christ, through what he has done. So we're not basing going to the Father on us. We're basing going to him, going to his throne in our time of need to find mercy. Amen. And we can do it because of Jesus and not because of us. So we don't have to feel condemned no matter what we did or how we did it. Because in Christ there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ. So we know that we can go unto the Father. And we can go in Jesus' name. We talked about that last Tuesday. Um, Going in Jesus' name means that that name has authority. It has power. Um, we know what that name means. It has healing and has deliverance. And I went over scripture showing how Peter in Acts chapter 3, how he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto you in the name of Jesus. So he knew what he had in the name of Jesus. So the man walked because Peter had faith in Jesus' name and what the name of Jesus would do on his behalf and on the behalf of others and that's how that lame man he walked because Peter knew what he had and then we um talked about how the seven sons of Sceva how they were Jews exorcists and they thought that they can use that name but being that they were not born again when they tried to use that name they said Jesus I know and Peter I know but who are you so they left bruised and naked So we see that you have to be born again in order to use the name of Jesus and get results from that name. So tonight I want to talk about in Ephesians 6, 18, the word of God says, um, I'm going to read um, out of King James first and then I'll read it out the Amplified as well as the Expanded Bible. It says, praying... Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. In the Amplified it says praying at all times on every occasion in every season in the spirit with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance interceding in the behalf of all the saints God's consecrated people. Um, That was the um, Amplified. The Expanded says, praying in or in dependence on the Spirit at all times with all kinds of prayer, prayers, prayers and requests, asking for everything you need. To do this, you must always be ready, alert, and never give up with all perseverance. Always pray for all God's people, the saints. So the Bible's telling us praying always. So we should pray always. We should pray continually. We should pray without ceasing. So prayer is our communication to God. That's how we communicate 
um, with God. We communicate with him. He communicate with us. So we should always pray. And when we pray, we should make sure that we're praying according to his will. So I want to talk about tonight a prayer of petition. The Bible say pray in all kinds of prayers. So there is a prayer of petition that um, we can pray. And a prayer of petition, it is a request. It is, well, I'm going to call it the prayer of supplication, which it can be called the prayer of petition. But it's a petition, a request to make known one particular need. That's what the prayer of petition is. It's a request to make known one particular need. So whatever your petition is, whatever your request is, you want to make that known unto God. When you look at a petition, you, you're writing down, you know, your needs and what you want and you're presenting those needs. But you just don't write down things because this is what you want. You have to write down things according to the word of God. Just like anybody that would go to the courts or an attorney would go before the court on behalf of someone else. He would have to do his research um, dealing with that case to find out what can um, be granted and what cannot be granted. So when we go before God, we want to make sure that we know what belongs to us. And the only way we can know that is through the word of God. So you just don't just throw out prayers just to throw them out. You have to take time to go into the word of God. For that specific need that you're asking God for and make sure that it's lining up with the word of God. So don't just go before God and think that you can ask anything. It has to be according to his will. Remember the scripture that says, I'm going to read it again. First John five fourteen through 15. I'm reading Amplified. And this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness, which we have in him. See, our confidence have to be in him and not in ourselves. Our confidence is in what Jesus done on our behalf, but you have to know what he done on our behalf. And then it says we are sure that if we ask anything, make any request, that's the petition. A petition is making a request according to his will in agreement with his own plan. He listens to and hears us. I'm going to read it again. And this is the confidence, the assurance. You can go to God with confidence and assurance with your request or whatever you're going to ask him for. You can go to him in boldness and assurance, which we have in him. Because we have it in him. We have it in his word. We have confidence knowing what Jesus done on our behalf, knowing that we can go to the Father because of what Jesus done on our behalf. And we are sure. You have to go to him knowing, being sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and hears us. Do not go into prayer just mouthing off. Don't go into prayer um, with your own assumptions, what you think, you know, you should have. You have to go into prayer knowing what's already been given to you. 
um, through Jesus Christ from the Father. That's when you can have that assurance. That's when you can have that confidence. That's when you can be sure because you searched the word for yourself and you know what the you knew what the word was saying concerning that specific situation. It may not be you. It may be a request or a petition for somebody else. It may be a family member. It may be a friend. And you're coming to um, God on their behalf. And you're praying on their behalf. But you want to make sure that it's lining up with the word of God. And that's how you can have surety. That's how you can have boldness and confidence with going to the Father. Verse 15. And if since we positively know that he listens to us and whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have um, that we have granted us our personal possession, the request made of him. So when we're asking according to his will, we know that he's hearing us. We know that God is hearing us because it's according to his will. God does not hear anything outside of his will outside of his word so we want to make sure when we go to him we go into him according to his will according to his word not outside of his word not adding to it not taking away from it this is why we have to spend time in the word of God so when we present our petition our request to God we can have confidence and assurity that it's already answered because it's the word of God so that's a prayer of petition. We're petitioning God on behalf of what the word of God is saying to us. We're bringing that petition unto God. When we look here in Ephesians and Matthew 6, 8, it says, now remember a, a prayer a petition is asking. It's a request that you bring him before God for something. And Matthew 6, 8, it says, don't recite the same prayer. Over and over as the heathens do, who think, who think prayers are answered only by repeating them again and again. Remember, your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. So the question is, let's start with this repeating prayers over and over again. I believe sometimes we repeat those prayers over and over again. It's because we think God is not listening. Because we think that we don't have what we have asked God for. That's why we go back to 1 John 5, 14 and 15. You got to have a surety. You got to be certain. You got to stand before God knowing that before you even ask him, you already have it. Because you're asking him according to his will. So when you're not sure, when you're not certain, you'll keep repeating that over and over again. You'll keep bringing your petition to him over and over again, wondering, God, why haven't you answered me? God, why haven't you done something about what I'm bringing um, to you? But it says that, remember, your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Now, if our father... God, Abba, know what we need before we ask him. Why do we go to him? Because he's our father. The next scripture that he says is in Matthew 7, 7. He said, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, knock, and it shall be open unto you. So God want us to ask him. He want us to feel free that we can come to him. Just like our earthly father. With earthly fathers, if we know what he have... We, if we know he has something that we need, 
We know it's already ours before we ask, but we go to him, we go to that earthly father and we ask for that specific need that we're in the need of. So that's why our heavenly father want us to know you can come to me, even though I know what you need before you ask me, I want you to be feel free to come to me and know that you can ask for it, even though I already know. That's how it is with anyone. Just like my husband, if I know that my husband have something that I need, why would I be afraid to go to him and ask him for it? The only way I'd be afraid to go to him and ask him for it is because if I go to him and ask and he turned me down and don't ever give it to me, I have a fear of, of you know, going to him because I know, well, he's not going to give it to me. What's the point of asking him again? But my husband is not like God. The more time I spend with God and I get to know him and I get to know how much he loved me and the love that he has for me, I know that my request is not going to be denied because everything that I need was already supplied through Jesus. But what the enemy want us to believe is that God don't hear us. He want to bring that condemnation. He want to remind us of this is what you got to do to get God to do this. God has already done everything that needed to be done through his son, Jesus. The only thing we have to do is know what's already done and present our petition, our request. We've given it to the father and say, I know what already belonged to me. So I have a right to come to you because of Jesus and not because of me. So that keeps that condemnation, that guilt feeling a certain way, like I have to be this way in order for God to give me this. Our father is not like that. He said, if you ask, you shall receive. If you seek, you shall find. If you knock, the door shall be open unto you. But God said, how can we, um, I think it's in the book of James. He said that sometime we can ask and we ask amiss. Because we could consume it upon our own lust. He tell us to ask. You have not because you ask not. But then sometimes we ask to miss because we're trying to consume it upon our own lust. So this is why when we go to God, we want to go to him with the right motive, the right heart. Anytime you go to God, he already know your heart. He know your thoughts from afar off. Sometimes we go to God and we try to bargain with him. Even though we search the scriptures and know what the scripture is saying unto us, dealing with a specific need that we're in the need of, even in the back of our mind, we're already bargaining with God. Well, God, if you give me this, then this is what I'll do. We don't have to bargain with God. God has already given us everything we need through his son, Jesus Christ. So I don't have to go to him being a beggar. You know, and saying, God, I'm going to do this if you do this. I remember when um, I got demoted on the job and I didn't understand why I got demoted. So I would go to God in prayer and I would sit and I would write my petition out. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was writing out basically how I was feeling. And how I was feeling was based on my emotions. It was not based on the word of God. So what I was writing out was a prayer of witchcraft. Have anybody ever wrote out a prayer of witchcraft? Let's find out tonight. So when I got demoted, I wrote my prayer out. um, And I said, well, God, I'll just settle for this right here. So I was writing out what I was going to settle for and, and how I want it. And I'm thinking I'm being so humble because I'm settling for less because I had a high position. So I figure if I take this low position, I'm in a humble state. But as I was writing out that prayer... 
and presenting it to God, did not know about the prayer petition. Only thing I knew is what I wanted and I felt like I was doing what was right. My prayer was a position that I wanted, which was an old position I had. But the problem with that prayer was somebody was in that position. So I was really speaking witchcraft because I was speaking against the one that was in that position, trying to move her out of that position to put me in the position because I felt like I'm better qualified than they are. I can, you know, jump in the position and things to start moving better than they're moving for her. But the Holy Spirit, I thank God for the Holy Spirit. He let me know what I was saying and doing was not right. He reminded me somebody's sitting in that position. And it hurt because I was like, yeah, they sitting in it, but they ain't doing like they supposed to do. I should know because I was over them and they being slack so I can get in there and clean up their mess. See how we come back and try to um, make God feel as if we're right and he's wrong. So I'm thinking I'm writing out my petition. I'm, I'm putting it before God and in Jesus name. Now, you know. With that not lining up with the word of God, that is not going to work with, in Jesus' name. Because my heart wasn't right. My motive wasn't right. I'm thinking I'm right because I'm humbling myself and I'm taking a low position. And in a way, it made me feel good. So I said, God, I got to hear that. He's going to give me that position. No. So that's not how we do it. God knows our heart. God knows our heart from afar off. We can say a lot with our lips. But our heart can be far from him. So this is why even before we do that prayer or petition and we go in through the Bible to find scriptures to line up with the request that we're going to present to God. We have to ask God, first of all, God, search my heart. God, see if there's any wicked way in me. God, I don't want my motives to be outside of what you want for me. God, this would feel good. It would look good. God, it even sounds good, and it makes me feel like I'm at peace. But God, if this is not what you want for me, if this is not the way that you want me to go, because you said that you would instruct me, you would teach me, you would guide me with your eye. So God, if that's what you're saying, that's what I want to do. I need your guidance. I don't want to go on how I feel, how it's going to make me feel. God, if I need to be prone through your word, if I need to be prone, God, so I can bring forth more fruit for you, even in the situation I'm in, God, I'm going to give you some glory because you know what's best for me. So we need to check our heart even before we put a petition out there because some people this teaching I'm doing tonight, they will say, oh, yeah, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to find me some scriptures and I'm going to write it out before God. But it's more to it than just finding scriptures on what you need and writing them out before God. The very scriptures that you find, you're going to have to know the revelation behind those scriptures. You're going to have to meditate on those scriptures, allowing those scriptures to get in your heart, knowing what those scriptures are saying to you. How can you present something to somebody and you don't know yourself? So I was watching this movie the other night and it was this girl that it was kind of a movie that they believe God, but they really didn't have knowledge of God. They didn't have any revelation. She was going to this church, and in this church, they always talked about prosperity. So that's all they talked about was being prosperous. So the pastor, he would use scripture, but he would tell them now, it's something you have to do. And it sounds good, 
um, for people that really don't know scripture. It make you feel good. It make you want to give more based on what he's saying. So he would get money from his congregation and he was living very um, high. He had a, a Mercedes. He had a, a nice home. He had all of these things. So this young girl, she had started a real estate business company. So when she started the company, she started because she said, I'm believing God because I'm bringing my tithes into the storehouse. The Bible, you know, she was going on um, how she was going to be blessed because she's given into the kingdom. So she went into this building. She rented um, a space for her. And when she was in here, the guy knew her, so he gave her the space without her paying first month's rent and the deposit. So she says, see, God is moving because he has given me something because I'm giving to the kingdom. But when he gave it to her, he gave it to her because she slept with him. So she asked the Lord, she said, please forgive me for doing that. That's not right. You know, so she said, I'm not going to do this no more. So when she made up her mind not to sleep with him no more, she was um, saying, you know, she's going to do things according to the word. But she started getting behind again. She couldn't even pay her sister that was working for her. She said, I need my money. I've been working for you for four or five weeks, and you haven't paid me. So she couldn't pay her sister. She wasn't getting no clientele. So she began to pray. She began to seek to God because she was giving her money. Matter of fact, she gave $2,000 all up front and rent went paid or nothing was paid so the guy came again for his rent she said i still got a few days i'm gonna give you your rent long story short this gentleman came into the building and he asked her does she have any property that he could look at the rent for someone else she said sure so he said okay i'll get this property so she figured okay this is nine hundred dollars a month so he's going to give me the nine a month. He's going to give me the upfront um, deposit. He said, no, I'm just going to give you the rent, and we're going to work it out another kind of way to see how this works. So she said, oh, I got $900. She went back to church. The man started talking about prosperity again, how you're supposed to live for Jesus. She gave all that money to that man. So she had no more rent. So when the gentleman came back, he said, I'm having problems with this property. He said, everything is good, but the air conditioning unit went out, and it's going to cost this amount of money to fix it, so are you going to fix this? She said, I don't have that kind of money. So he said, I tell you what, I'll get a friend to fix it, and then you can pay him monthly. So she's saying, see, that's why you give your tithes, because God, he'll help you out on the other end. She couldn't pay this man monthly. So the guy told her, he said, I want you, she had a, a degree in marketing, and I'm getting somewhere with this. She had a degree in marketing, but she took out um, dealing in real estate. That was not where she needed to be. So he told her, if you can do my business cards, if you can do my logo, I'll pay you for it. She did all that to make extra money. He said, how much I owe you? She said, $60. He said, wait a minute, $60? You don't know nothing about business. So he calculated everything, and he told her, he said, let me ask you a question. How many uh, buildings do you have that you can um, sell? She said, I have 12. He said, tell me about those buildings. So he began to ask her questions about the buildings. She said, I can't tell you, not unless I look at my book. He said, that's the problem. He said, you're trying to sell something you don't know nothing about. Now, let's stop right there. We try to give somebody the word that we know nothing about. In order to give them the word, we either have to look it up because it's not in our heart. 
to tell them about the word, but we don't know the word. So that's what he was telling her. Who would take anything from you? They would go somewhere else because you don't even know what you have. So what he did, he said, let me train you in business and let me show you how to run your business. But you got to allow me to do it. And I guarantee you, if you take this training, you will come out better than you are before. She said, okay. He said, but you got to listen to me. He said, the first thing is you cannot give that church all your tithes. She said, nope, that's out. I have to give them that money because if I don't, I'm not blessed. Y'all get it? If I don't, I'm not blessed. She was already blessed. He said, it's a way you do business and it's a way that you do church. He said, but both of them can work together if you know how to do it. So she began to listen to him and she said, come with me to this convention, this church, and I'm going to show you. When he got to that church, y'all, this is the funny part. He sat there, he listened to the pastor, he gave the sermon about giving. So then they was passing the basket to give money. This girl, the money that he gave her for the logo to help her out, and it was a lot of money, she put it in the basket. He took it out the basket. He put it in his coat pocket. So the usher, which was a man, which saw him take that money back, he took it out and he left. He followed him and he pulled back his jacket and showed him his gun and said, put it back in the basket. So long story short, she said, give him the money. He gave the money. This man told her, I cannot help you because what's going on in this church is not right. That, that is not God. So he left her. She um, ended up getting evicted from the building because she didn't have no money. But when he met her again, one time he met her, she fell back in the chair. And he said, what's wrong with you? She said, I'm on a fast. (laughs) He said, well, you need to quit fasting because she was trying to fast to get money. So she tried everything she could. Remember, fasting is in the word of God. You're denying yourself. So this gentleman, what he did, he said, I can't help you. But God changed his heart. He saw her eviction notice on the door. He took that down. He went to her apartment. She didn't have no lights. She was in the apartment crying out to God. God, I'm doing what you're telling me to do. Why am I not being blessed? Why do I not have what I need? So to her, she presented a petition before God. But she didn't understand scripture. So when the guy showed up at her apartment, what he did, he ended up paying the rent out of the goodness of his heart because she was going to go sleep with the man again to pay the rent. He paid her rent and he told her, he said, this time I I want you to listen so I can show you how to get ahead. He said, let me show you something. He took her for a ride to a homeless shelter. He said, this is where I was before I end up getting all the money that I have. He said, I want to show you how God will deal with you through the word of God, but he'll also show you how to prosper, to get ahead. And this is what I have to do, had to do, and this is why I'm so far ahead. He said, I'm going out of town. When I get back, I want you to have these, um, client, this clientele. He went out of town. That same pastor that was preaching in that church, he went to meet them because they wanted him to invest and what they had. Now, the pastor was calling this investment something else, but he already knew you taking money from these people at this church. So the pastor said, let me talk to him in private. Come to find out the pastor he talked to in private was his own brother. 
He knew it in the beginning. He said, your problem is you're doing just like our dad. He was using people, taking their money. He was gaining. He said, but I'm teaching them. He said, no, you're teaching them the wrong way. You're teaching them out of content. This is not what the word says, and you know it. You're living big, and they're living like they have nothing. Go meet your people. See where they're staying, and you'll see. When he did like his brother said, he repented in front of the whole congregation and told them that he was taking their money. But from here on out, he's going to teach according to the word of God and what the word of God says. He said, if you bought your tithes in here today, give them to somebody in here to help them. And one family got so blessed because they were out of a home, didn't have nowhere to go. So things begin to change. But this very girl who listened to this gentleman that taught her the right way, dealing with the word of God, they end up getting married. Her business ended up prospering because she was not doing things according to how she felt. She was saying, I'm doing this, so God has to do this. Paying your tithes. It's really giving back to God because you know how much God loves you. You know what God has done on your behalf through his son. So whatever his word tells you to do, you're doing it not to get because you already got. Let me say it again. You don't do something to get because you already got. If you never pay your tithes, everything you need has already been supplied. But you're paying your tithes because you love the Lord and you want to be obedient to what he says. You don't want to go outside of his word. The same thing he told that lady, he said, you do this not out of necessity or grudgingly. You do it from the heart. You don't just give money to get anything. So what am I saying tonight? Your heart has to be right before God. You do not go to God with the request that's out of the will of God, that's out of the word of God. You go to God with the right motive and the right heart and say, God, this ain't about me. It's all about you. And you find scriptures that's dealing with your specific situation. You write that down. The word of God and you present that to God in Jesus name. A prayer or petition is a, a prayer that you have, you're writing down and you believe in God that you have all, you already have it even though you don't see it naturally. Everybody got that? That was a long story, but I believe it'll help somebody. <laughs> Philippians 4, 6. It says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Now, y'all, this scripture here, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Is that speaking to us tonight? Do not we fret? Do not we have anxiety about things? But the word is telling us do not. It, in the King James, it says, be careful for nothing. It means do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. That means that. If my finances change, I don't fret. I don't worry. I don't have anxiety about it. How can we say that? Because we know God. Because we know what his word says. And if his word tells me when I'm in a financial bind or when something is going on in my household, something is going on in my body, something is going on with my children, something is going on on my job, if I'm meditating on the word, the word is going to come back to me through the Holy Spirit. This is why the Bible say, pray in all ways, 
without requests, praying always without supplications in the spirit. Meaning that my dependency is going to be on the spirit. Because the spirit, he's there to help me when I'm going to the father when I don't know how to pray. So I'm going to begin to pray in my heavenly language. That's dependent on the spirit. I don't know where to go in dealing with this situation. I don't know how it's going to turn out. But I know I'm fretting. I'm getting anxious. I'm getting worried. So I'm going to have to pray in the spirit and depend on the spirit according to the word of God. So it says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Anything. But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, they go petition, request, definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. So we have to, first of all, say, God, I'm fretting, I'm worried, and I'm anxious. You already know that. But that's not going to stop me from going to you, even though I'm feeling a certain way. I'm still coming to you with my petition because I know it's your will. Get it? And then we will learn about, no, I bind this fear that's bringing this anxiety, that's bringing this worry. We should fear thou not. Why? Because God is with us. We should be not dismayed. Why? Because he is still God. He's telling us this. He said, I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand of righteous. So no matter how the situation look, we're going to fear thou not. Why? Because God, you said you with me and I'm still presenting my petition. Even though this stuff is coming at me, I'm still presenting it because it's your will, God. And you ain't going outside of your will. And matter of fact, you ain't going on how I feel. So I'm still going to present to you my request outside of how I feel. Because you told me, don't fret, don't worry, don't be anxious. You told me about anything, but in everything, give it to you. Give my request to you. So that's what we're supposed to do. That's what a petition is. It is a request that we're giving to God dealing with a specific need that we're in the need of. Colossians 1.3 says... We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. So we should always be in prayer, continually, at all times. This is being in communication with God. How can we do this? Because things pop up all day long. We, we have situations that we don't know how to handle, so we, we go to God. We communicate with God. you in prayer. Lord, I don't know how to do this. God, I don't know where this go. God, show me how this goes. So you presenting that request to God and you finding a scripture on that. And when you find that scripture, present that request, you standing on that. But how many know, in spite of everything that I'm telling you tonight, how many know we do have an adversary? How many know that the enemy is your adversary? And he used whomever he can to represent him. Is that not right? So let me give you this scripture. Luke 18, verse 1 through 8. Then Jesus used this story, this parable, to teach his followers, show the necessity that they should always pray and never lose hope, become discouraged. How many of us in this room tonight, when we pray, we lose hope? 
we become discouraged because it seemed like the thing that we're petitioning God for, the request that we have put before God, it seemed like it's not working. It seemed like it's just never coming to pass. How many have felt like that? Some of you may feel like that tonight. You may have been going through in your body for a long time and your body is still doing the same thing. I'm here to encourage you tonight. Don't lose hope. Don't be discouraged. Don't give up. So Jesus was using this parable to show them something. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who did not respect, fear God, or care about people. Now that judge was something else, right? Or care what people thought. In the same town, there was a widow among the most vulnerable members of society who kept coming to this judge saying, give me my right, justice against my enemy, opponent, adversary. For a while, the judge refused to help her. But afterwards, he thought to himself, even though I don't respect, fear God, or care about people, or care what people think, yet because she keeps bothering me, is causing me some trouble, I will see that she gets her rights, her justice. Otherwise, she will keep coming until she wears me out or eventually comes and punch me and blacken my eye. So this judge says, the one that didn't fear God, he's called an unjust judge. The one that didn't care what people thought, the one that didn't care about people. There was a widow that was having a problem with her opponent, her adversary. She wanted justice. She kept going to this judge. This judge got tired of her coming to him. So he said, you know what? I'm going to give her what she wants. So she'll leave me alone. Now, this is what Jesus was saying in verse 6. The Lord said, listen to what the unfair, unjust, unrighteous judge said. This was somebody that did not have a relationship with God. He said, God, he said, the Lord said, listen to what the unfair, unjust, unrighteous judge said. Now, then he said, God would always, will not God give what is right, provide justice to his people, chosen people elect who cry to him day and night, and he will not, and he will not be slow to answer them or keep putting them off. I tell you, God will help provide um, justice to his people quickly, suddenly. But when the son of man comes again, will he find those on earth who believe in him? Faith on the earth. God's faithfulness is certain. The only question is whether people will remain faithful to him. What Jesus was saying, God is not like this unjust judge. Jesus was not saying, keep going to God, keep going to God, keep going to God. No, what Jesus was saying here was remain faithful. Remain faithful to the petition, the request that you have given God, knowing that God, he is faithful, knowing that you, the enemy is going to come at you. He's going to come at you. He's going to try to discourage you. He's going to try to make you think that God is not going to do what God says he's going to do. But God said, don't you know I answer you speedily? Don't you know that I have already given you your request even before you have asked me? That's why you holding on to your faith. You believing in what's already done outside of what's happening in your life. You do not go on external. You didn't, I'm sorry, you do not go on what's happening naturally. You go on what the word of God has already said to you. 
You don't keep your mind on things of the earth. You keep your mind on things that are above. So God said, I'm not like this unjust judge. He said, I'm going to answer you speedily. I'm not going to have you going through what you're going through. Even though you're going through with the enemy, he wants you to stand. And doing all, he wants you to stand. What are you standing on? You're standing on that petition. You're standing on the research that you have gotten out of this word of God, how you have searched the scriptures, and you're going on what the scriptures is saying to you. You're not going on what the enemy is saying, trying to make you feel, well, you done this. God ain't going to grant you that. Because he's an accuser of the brethren. What did he do? He go before God day and night accusing you before God. But guess what? There is no condemnation. God does not make you feel guilty or wrong. So God is saying he want us to know, will Jesus find faith on the earth when he come? Will he find those that have stood on what they have petitioned God for outside of how they feel outside of what it appear like appear like he want ones that saying God this is what you said and I'm going to go on what you said and not on how I feel no matter what what uh, point in your life you're going through like I said it may be your job it may be marriage it may be your children whatever it may be when you present your petition and you just don't grab scriptures out the Bible and, and don't have no revelation on those scriptures and just write them down and keep quoting them and quoting them and hoping that it's going to happen. You're writing them down because you believe. You believe what God's word is saying to you. That is a prayer of a petition. You do not present it to God without knowing of a surety of confidence that you have in him that he's already answered you he's already provided for you even before you presented this to him this takes time it's not an overnight thing just like we coming in here every tuesday you don't wait to tuesday and try to take these scriptures and go over them and say if she called me up i'll try to remember this that is head knowledge you got to flow from your heart because, see, the enemy, he already know where you are because he's watching you. He's see, seeing your reaction when things happen. So he said, okay, I got it in that area. So I'm just going to keep pressing her in that area or keep pressing him in that area. So what we have to do, we have to continually go into the word of God, know what the word of God is saying to us outside of our situation. We are going to go through things on this earth. But when we know what the word of God says, who are we going to trust more? Our situation or are we going to trust the promises of God? So remember, do not present anything to God unless you have confidence, unless you have certainty that this is what the word says. Amen. Do anyone have anything they want to say on the prayer or petition that you have learned tonight that would help someone else? Anyone? Okay. I guess everybody's all good. Do we have any more announcements? Do, is there anyone online that want to um, say something dealing with this prayer of petition, what you have learned from tonight? If so, you can call in. Okay. Renee, is this about the prayer petition? Hold up then, because I'm getting ready to call Miss Deborah up here. Come on, Sister Deborah. 
Sister Deborah, tell me what you learned tonight about the prayer of petition. And after Sister Deborah, can I get two more? What I learned is starting with Sunday. Sunday morning when I was in my word, God gave me um, the scripture is that is anything too hard for him. But it was, he already know. It was, I wasn't thinking about it. I hadn't thought about it. But he already know because it's deep. And he gave me that scripture. And he also gave me Philippians 4, 6. Okay. So it's, I already petitioned it before him, but I got to just let it go and let him do it because I can't do it. And so what I learned is that just petition it. Don't keep going over it. Don't keep thinking about it. And then on the way to church today, he gave me something else. I'm there. He got me there for a purpose. So just let it go. Okay. You can give it to my husband. Also, I always learned, too, you know, I used to when I used to pray. You know, I used to pray about the same thing, asking God for the same thing. But I learned over the years that when you pray about something, you give it to him. After that, you just thank him for it. Don't keep asking him for the same thing. Just thank him it's already done. That's what we have to learn to remember as well. Someone else? I asked for two more outside of him. He volunteered to come up on his own. <laughs> Um, tonight really helped me out because um, I am guilty of uh, repeatedly praying the same prayer um, and I have to learn to you know give it to him and just let him do what he do um, and um, it was interesting to know I know I go in and you know try to dissect the, the scriptures and stuff like that but he's working on me with that so that I'll know um, when I do need to pray or when it's time for me to pray to know that it's lining up with his will amen do we have someone else I need one more I ask for two I'll give you a second before I call somebody up all right second is up come on sister niece What I learned tonight is that anything I want, I already have. And when I ask God for something, I should believe that I already have it and it's already done and not keep going back because when I go back, I never would believe I had it. I know when I ask God for something and be praying for something and, and I keep going over and going back to him and going back to him, it's like... I don't believe him because anything that you believe, you're not going to keep going back, asking it, 
asking God for it over and over and over again. So when we ask God for something, or we give God something, or we ask God to help us with something, for an example, I be asking God every night, God, watch over my mama, watch over my sister. I don't ask him that. I mean, he already know, you know. But every night when she was saying that, I thought about, I keep asking him the same thing every night, to do this, to do that, to do this, to do that. But when I asked him the first time, I should believe that he's already watching over them. So most of the time when we go back to God, when we done ask God for something, I turn it over to him. I remember sometimes we used to come up here and Pastor would preach. One, it's been a long time ago when she was teaching the night I thought about it, when she said, bring our cares to the altar and lay it down. I laid it down, but then before I left out the church, I had done picked it back up. It, you know, it felt good for the moment laying it down, but on the way home before I left church, I had done started thinking about it and picked it back up again. Anything you give to God and you believe it with your whole heart, you don't think about it anymore. You know it's already done because he did it for us over 2,000 years ago. Amen. And all that deals with how much do you trust God? Because a person, we remind them sometime over and over again, over and over again. i give you an example. I'm going to pick on Sister Nisa and Brother Willie because it's come before me. When we'll go out and eat and before we can even finish or we get ready to go, Sister Nisa nudge Willie and say, leave a tip. So Willie leave that tip. Then we go out again. She'll nudge him again. Leave a tip. Leave a tip. Willie, don't you know I'm going to leave a tip? You have to tell me every time to leave no tip. So, the question tonight is, do she trust him enough to leave the tip? It's a habit. See, it is a habit, but I'm, I'm using this for an example. Like she said, when we remind God over and over again, well, God, you said, by your scribes, I am healed. God, you said, by your scribes, I am healed. The problem is, it ain't with God, it's with us. It's with believing that we already have what God says. So what we do, just like my husband said, and we're going to get into that prayer too, of thanksgiving. God, I thank you that I have the request that I have put before you. God, I, every day we thank in him because we know we already have it. So we don't have to keep going to him every day looking for it. We go into him thanking him for what we already have. And then naturally, there it is. Amen. Renee. Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.